0: It's 1.30 in the afternoon. You're tuned to 90.3 KBUT, Crested Butte, 88.7 Gunnison, 94.9 Almont and Jack's Cabin, and on the web at kbut.org. I have another guest with me in the studio. My name's Chad Rich, by the way. I'm joined by Timberland Henderson, who is the... President, leader, what's the what's your proper title, Timberland? Uh, president. President of yep. the Native American Student Council at Western State Colorado University. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming up today. You're not skipping class, are you?
1: No, I'm not. Okay.
0: Good. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble for this, one. <laughs> okay, so Timberland, you're originally from Shiprock, New Mexico. Yes. You grew up in I the was Navajo. born
1: there and raised... All there. And yep, you grew... Around there.
0: It's, the, it's the Navajo Nation.
1: hmm Navajo Reservation. It's the largest reservation, largest tribe. Um, yeah, it's very... It's, the culture is very alive there, that's for sure.
0: Why don't you tell us what that means? What 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 is an alive culture <coughs> like? What's going on in um, the Navajo Reservation?
1: Well, in our culture, it's just the energy within it. It's just very powerful. Um, just like in our in our culture um before the uh, early in the morning before the sun uh we get up and we run to the east and it's kind of like an early bird gets the worm kind of teaching we go to the east and then during that time we're running we're praying to the creator and as we run the creator recognizes us and all and then like right when you stop and you bless with your uh, white or yellow corn pollen, whichever one you have. Sure. Um, And after that, you can go ahead and do your uh, morning yell to where you just go, (laughs) kind of thing, and then you just run back and you're still praying in that cycle. And just like that kind of teaching throughout my life, it's just – it's just very powerful and impactful
0: for me. I use, like, four cups of coffee to wake myself up. and I use, like, a couple miles. use a couple miles. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and this is interesting because uh, uh, you ended up coming to Western State uh, to join the trail running team. Yes. We're not talking I cross did. country. We're not talking track and field. We're talking trail running. Trail running is the bomb. <laughs> Talk a yeah. little bit about this. Um, what's it, you know? How did that bring you here to Gunnison County?
1: Um, of course. Like I said, running's been a big part of my life. It's helped me get off the reservation to seek further education for my people, you know. And uh, I love the trails here. Every right when I came here, I just saw the trails and I was hooked with the mountains and everything. And I was like, to be able to learn in this environment and just run as far and fast as I can here. It's better, you know. And my mom was just like – and she's a very also um, spiritual woman, you know. And she's like, well, you're also closer to God. <laughs> and oh, like, That's the true elevation. Too. Yeah, the elevation. <laughs> I was like, nice. I was like, yeah, totally. I mean who wouldn't want to be up here and just soar, you know. Yeah. So I just came here for uh, biology with emphasis in pre-allied health to get prereqs for a chiropractic school. So that I can just go back to my reservation and help my people.
0: The idea is to basically move back mm-hmm. home yep. um, and, and contribute your newfound knowledge. Yes. And to, to help people out, to crack some backs on the reservation, basically. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, <laughs> what's that going to look like? What does it look like when you move away from home for any number of years and you come back with, with new skills? Are, are people going to be excited to, that you're coming back? Um, um, what's it going to be like?
1: I feel a lot of it's it's going to be kind of difficult in a way because it's like you've gone off the reservation and you've experienced so much knowledge. You know, you've accumulated so much of it and you come back and you're trying to explain it to your tribe who sometimes have never even left the reservation. They don't really know what, you know, the outside culture is kind of. Yeah. To like try and explain that to them in a way also, it's kind of difficult, but in a way throughout time, I feel like. It'll get better, like they'll kind of welcome you <laughs> back in,
0: and this isn't yeah. everyone, I'm sure it's just no, some folks yeah. who think like, hey man, you yeah. left, yeah, and you're like, like, but you're like, but I had a reason, yeah, man. a lot of it's usually when
1: they left they are like, oh he's not he's never gonna come back to the reservation, he's gonna forget about his culture, he's gonna forget about his people, you know, and then it's just kind of like, no, you know i I always try and remind my people you know i've I'm coming back, you know i've You know, I'm always thinking about it and I'm always remembering my culture every day, you know, and like just trying to keep strong to that and not give up when people are giving up on you kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's hard.
0: But at the same time, I know um, it'll pay off, you know, and you try to explain to people that you still run in the mornings in november and, <laughs> and december you're like do you know how yeah. cold it is
1: <laughs> it is like, so cold i'm still thinking <laughs> about you man yeah it is it is so cold in the morning <laughs> but you know the creators got to recognize me you know
0: yeah and that's and that's part of the deal huh mm-hmm. so you're here at western the goal is to go back to the navajo nation and work as a chiropractor yes. um you know and and you'll be bringing new skills what are some of the challenges that people on the reservation navajo nation you know, uh maybe even specifically you growing up that you saw firsthand um in, in education in healthcare and stuff oh, like that
1: um <clears throat> the big problems we have on the reservation is education um a lot of the education it's in a way it's improving gradually you know but a lot of it's kind of like Um, a lot of people, you know, when I was growing up, I, I saw the opportunity of scholarships and everything for, you know, to get out of the reservation. That was, I knew what I needed to do that, you know, and like to see all those scholarships was like, awesome. Well, I don't know how to apply for them or anything, you know, I needed guidance. And, you know, when I first, my first high school and everything I went to, they just kind of, it was a way didn't believe in me, you know? And I'm just like, I'm just, I, I was very passionate about helping my people, you know? And I was like, well, my first high school, I was like, if you guys aren't going to give me what I need and you're not going to guide me, you know, I, I need to go somewhere else to further my education, you know, I need to get better. So then that's when I transferred and that's when I ended up in Farmington and then okay, yeah, graduated yeah. from there
0: and got off the reservation. Sure. Yep. And then in that school you were able to get the assistance and some guidance to mm-hmm. figure out how to apply for a scholarship yeah, and get into college. I mean,
1: yeah, applying applications after applications, you know. It was really very motivating for that high school to do that for me and you know, that's basically all they asked for and I got it. You know, they were able to just provide it to me very easily, you know. Yeah, sure. And I was like, "Dang, why can't I get this on the reservation? Why yeah. isn't this on the reservation and not i had to get off you know yeah in order to get it how come i can't get it on the reservation you know to where it was just like that's where i feel like as a tribe we need to try and work on in a way you know and it's just like i hope somebody out there in the education field you know can at least come back and change it in a way you know yeah
0: and that's so, maybe some where some of that tension comes from. Yeah. It's like the youth, you guys are a little maybe more connected yeah. than some of the older folks mm-hmm. on the reservation. You're like, man, we got to do this if we yeah. want to do that. But the older folks say, you know, hey, if you leave, you're out or, yeah. or something or like even that. It's kind of it's the like. When we
1: come, I've heard people when they come back, you know, they left the reservation, they came back, and then they got screwed when all of a sudden they're like, what do you know the navajo language do you know how to herd sheep do you know all this and then all of a sudden it's like but you know it's just like uh you know i've been away for so long to where i kind of forgot but i have the knowledge to help my people in a different area yeah in a different field like medical or you know electrical engineering or you know something like that to where it can really skyrocket you know but a lot of it's like, well, since you don't know your Navajo language and you kind of forgot about the culture, we won't hire you kind of thing. And it's just like, but, you know, I have native blood in me. I'm just wanting to help through this field that will help us later on, you know, that will help us be successful. Yeah. Because on the reservation, it's a lot of poverty, you know, the, a lot of alcoholism yeah. um, is to a point where on the reservation, alcohol is banned, you know, even if you get pulled over some all the
0: alcohol it gets poured out. Yeah, but history has shown that banning things doesn't really yeah. fix the problem.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. just like a lot of domestic violence, if you look at the kids in the education system, um, typical reservation life, alcoholism, domestic violence, you know. I went through that as a child, you know. You are seeing seeing your mother get beat, thrown to the ground, you know, seeing your mother bleed or something you know, it's very deep stuff that a lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to talk about. Yeah. You know but it's stuff that needs to be talked about because this happens every day, you know. And it's just like you don't know it, you don't even know it. You go throughout your day, and it's just you only know your day. But just think of on the reservation what kids go through every day. That's the total opposite. You know, you think a child would have a happy childhood. You know, that's always happy. But there's some kids on the reservation where they're just they're just waiting for them to commit suicide, or you're just waiting for them to all of a sudden not graduate and go to school and become an alcoholic or, you know, it's all that negative stuff to where it's just like, ah. you know. Luckily I found my my outlet towards running. You know, whenever I got stressed or something, I was like, I gotta do a ten mile or I gotta do something. You ten know? miles. Or yeah you, know, you do a lot more than that, so I do a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> <so> like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just stuff like that. You know, a lot of people don't know how to tap into that outlet or don't know how to do that, you know? And they just go towards that negative and into the reservation to where the reservation just kills them, you know?
0: And that's kind of the
1: hard part of it. Yeah, it's Um, it's like
0: the easy way out almost, and you took, like, the really hard Yeah,
1: I took the really hard where, as a kid, I didn't really get much sleep. I didn't, you know, because, like, as a kid, too, I was always scared. Um because, like, whenever my mom would get beat or something, you know, I would throw myself or, you know, at least something to, like, not get – not let my mom get beat as much. You know, I would take the beatings or sometimes, you know, it was just kind of like that. Sure. Um, but stuff like that through the youth, that's what they go through every day, you know. It's a lot of that. Um, but just, like, a big event last year that happened, sadly, uh, Ash and Mike – Ashland Mike – my mother uh, taught her and everything. She was uh, killed, beat, you know, um, left on the side of the dirt road in Shiprock. You know, and she was 11 years old. You know, it was... But, you know, it's just like... It's just so heartbreaking, you know. It's yeah. very... That stuff, that type of stuff, goes on on the reservation. That type of stuff, you know. Yeah, it's not a, it's not it's, as uncommon as yeah. you think, is it? No, no. And it's just like not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people understand. You know, when you see a Native American, he's off the reservation and he's going to school. You know, you can pretty well assume that he went through a lot to get where he went to. You know, for natives, it's it's hard.
0: Sure. It, but, wasn't, it wasn't just like packing up the truck and kissing mom and dad yeah, goodbye no, and like,
1: was, hey, I'm in college now. This yeah, is fun. It's it a was, little more it was than that. It's kind of like, you know, when I, when I first left the nest, you know, and, you know, me and my mom, we have such a strong connection because of what we've been through together, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the same time, it's like, when I first left, I was like, I don't want to leave, but I have to because if I really want to help my people. You know, I need to go and further my education, you know, yeah, sure. It's like, sure, I won't see you for like eight years, but I will come back, you know, I you'll promise see, you'll see me on the holidays or something, but other than that, I'll be grinding out things that I need to get done, you know, sure, what are the holidays you go home for? um, I go for Thanksgiving, uh I go for Christmas and then i was wanting to hopefully go back home for halloween just cuz like october is kind of like in, in navajo um we call it grangit kind of thing um and that's our like new year for us in navajo culture october's our new year right. kind of thing so like it would be really cool i would really like to see family there too cuz it's my mom's birthday and everything oh, but cool. like you know i also it's like <clears throat> my mom has you know she her cancers came back and everything so like be nice to go back home you know but at the same time it's just like sometimes it's like maybe i should do this you know or you know further right sure. then maybe it's like i should put in more studying or you know kind of the outlet but at the same time it's like maybe i should go you know but that's just types of the Thinking that I go through in a way,
0: sure, sure, it's like typical reservation in a way. Life. Sure. Well, for folks who are just joining us, my name is Chad Rich. I'm joined with joined with Timberlin Henderson, who's the president of the Native American Student Council at Western State. So, talk to me <clears throat> a little bit about what it's like being Navajo in Gunnison County. You show up. <laughs> you show up to go to school. What are your experiences here? Um, I really
1: love it because I'm just a regular person here, right? Not, not a lot of people. Yeah, usually when I, I worked at pizza before, and are some people were like, "Are are you an Indian or are, you know are, are you Native kind of thing?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." And I say I'm Navajo and all, and they're like, "Oh wow, that's so awesome!" You know, you get those type of people. You know, sometimes. But a lot of it is just like I'm just a regular guy, you know it's it's
0: pretty nice like I like it a lot. who runs like twenty miles for yeah i'm just yeah.
1: I'm just one of those crazy runners that <laughs> is just here, you know a lot of people are just like, okay, cool, you know it's it's pretty nice, very chill and mellow um but yeah, it's it's definitely I'm starting to in a way get finally noticed, I guess. Through, since I've been here a while, people are kind of getting the recognition like, oh,
0: there's that, the guy. Yeah,
1: there's that guy. He's, yep. he's been around for
0: a while. Kind yep, of totally. Yeah. Um, and, let's talk a little bit about the Native American Student Council. What do you guys do? <laughs> what do you talk about?
1: Uh, we as a council uh, – we are very in touch with culture. We want to be more culturally aware of not only, like, my tribe, but all the other tribes around the nation, even the tribes that are even permanently forgotten, you know. And it's really nice to just spread that cultural awareness out. And uh, we do that. And what we do is we just try and spread that knowledge through the university and the community, and we try and inspire them through that culture. And in a way, if we can, move the youth into more positive direction you know um a lot of things we do we switch every month uh we go to tenderfoot elementary and do arts and crafts with the kids um yeah our what we do usually uh we did like a dream catcher workshop or like all that other stuff and teach them the culture and just have fun with the kids you know it's really nice uh no wonder and kids then, like, around
0: here end up like so yeah. Kinda cool yeah, yeah totally sweet and then
1: like the next month, we'll go to, like, the senior center and spend time with the elderly because if you look at a lot of Native American tribes, we we place elders as a very high, oh, yeah. high ranking, you know. To us, to us, they hold the knowledge, you know. They've been through, like, experiences that we have never even been through, you know. Like, my grandpas and everything, they tell me all about boarding school, you know, how... You know, when I wear my moccasins, they're like, oh, you're wearing your white man moccasins. Because, like, in boarding school, I guess that's what they got was Converse, and they called them white man moccasins. (laughs) Oh, nice, you know, cool. Teachings like that, and then, like, with the elderly, we just care for them. You know, we don't – I see a lot of people, like, they put them towards nursing homes and everything, but, like, us as elders, we really take care of our elderly. You know, anything they want, anything they need, um – So that's kind of the main focus on why we go to the senior center and focus on the elderly and, you know, spend time with them, experience the knowledge and gain new knowledge from them, you know, get to know them. It's really nice to do that, you know, because like personally, it's just, it, it feels good too, you know, it's just like you get to bond with somebody that you never thought you could have, you know, it's,
0: it's just stuff like that. That's really inspiring and in a way. Sure. You know, you and I were talking a little off the microphone um, about another interesting story (laughs) you were a part of. Yeah. You went to the Gunnison City Council um, and and, and this ties in with my uh, previous guests who Mm -hmm. came in to talk a little bit about Indigenous Day versus Columbus Day Mm -hmm. and how this movement away from Columbus Day and towards Indigenous Mm -hmm. People's Mm -hmm. Day is, uh, it's not just like a little thing now. It's like, this is happening. Yeah. Um, And it's now happening in the city of Gunnison. Yes, it is. Talk talk about it, man. How did you get this to happen?
1: Um, Well, Pat was the first, Pat Sterling, she's a retired professor. She taught at Western, you know, and she is the funniest person. Um, She's awesome. (laughs) I love her. Uh, She made, she got in touch with me through Sally Romero, who's the head of the Multicultural Center. And we got in touch and everything when, we wanted to uh, uh, replace Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day, you know. And I was like, dang, that's going to be hard, you know. In a way, it's like, oh, I hope it really works out, you know. But me and Pat really worked together and got it done. Um, it was really awesome. Every council member agreed upon it, not one of them disagreed. It was really awesome. Um, and they just, it just, it was pretty awesome in a way where, uh, I just, in a way, Indigenous People Day, I told them was, it's a day of remembrance, you know, it's a day of mourning of our ancestors, you know, all our brothers and sisters that have died, that were slaughtered, you know, to all of a sudden to the tribes who are are completely forgotten, you know, and it's just like, you put that in your shoes, you know, you put that in your shoes, like, what if you were the tribe that saw Columbus, because like the tribe, they had the chance to kill him. Totally had the chance. Yeah, but But he he was
0: but he was hungry and lost, so Mm -hmm. they helped him out.
1: And like with Native American tribes, we're very we're just a very peaceful and gentle political society in a way where you know, we don't we don't hate among each other. We don't you know, it's very peaceful. And like if you put yourself in your shoes to where it's like you knew what he was gonna do, you knew he was gonna slaughter your tribe and all your culture and your brothers, your sisters, your family, you know. And you put yourself in that shoes, would you really, really put, name a holiday after him, after all of what he done? You know, would you, that's just my, my input on that. And after that, in a way, I feel like that's what kind of awakened, you know, the thought of like, oh, really? (laughs) Like, it's kind of, if you really think about it, it's like,
0: that's, and is this, this a good how, question? You know, is this how you presented it to the council? Yeah, I like, did. Well, what if this happened? They're like, you're totally yeah. right, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wow. That. Um, was that nerve wracking going in front of the local oh, government? Geez,
1: yes, I was I was shaking. I was like, I don't know if I want to <laughs> ask him this question. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, but it's a question that needs to be asked, you know, it's because it's just like not a lot of people want to talk about this. Not a lot of people want to talk about, you know, the Native American being. You know, all these tribes being the largest genocide. You know, we do have the largest genocide because it was like – it's just the extinction of tribes, but not just tribes, but different tribes, different cultures, different – you know, if you go to a Native American tribe on the East Coast, it's totally different from the Navajo culture. You know, even the Hopi tribe that's inside the Navajo reservation, their culture is totally different from ours in a way, you know, yeah, to where it's just like the slaughter
0: of all these different types of cultures, it's just like – it's heartbreaking in a way, you know. Yeah. And when you put it that way, it makes perfect sense to rethink yeah. um a national holiday mm-hmm. that's been around for, you know, 80 or 90 some years. Yeah. Um is do you think that thought uh, of indigenous peoples day is going to keep, you know, you think, you think this is going to keep moving every year we'll see more and more cities kind of switching from columbus day to i believe indigenous so i peoples believe it'll day.
1: catch on hopefully it doesn't catch on as you know oh they did it so we'll do it you know sure hopefully they understand Thoughtful. why we do it you know why we re- why we want to do indigenous people's day instead of columbus you know sure understanding that part i think would be better than
0: you know just saying
1: we'll just make it indigenous people's day so people don't hate on us in a way, yeah, you right? know yeah right it's
0: just kind yeah, of like well you should understand it first. Sure. It's not a keeping up with the Joneses type <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> totally. Yeah, Cool. Um, well, before we break, let's talk real quick. You've got a big week coming up as part of the Native American Student Council in November. Yes. I think you just call it no- no- November week.
1: Yeah. November is American Indian Heritage Month. Okay. Um, and during the, there's a week during that time is the dates of – I got it right here – uh, October or November uh, 7th through the 11th, and uh, we're gonna have a that this event is like really huge because we're bringing in a Native American speaker. His name's Leonard Anthony, and he is a big part of the Navajo Reservation through education, through the youth. You know, he's a head gore dancer, he's a very avid sheep herder as well. Um, he him and his wife are the ones that helped create the Navajo section on the Rosetta Stone. So if you like really like the, yeah, the language program, the language <laughs> program. So if you really want to learn the Navajo language, you could just go to Rosetta Stone and order off of the Navajo branch and you can there's pictures of him on that. I've looked at it.
0: It's pretty cool. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> so he so he's coming in. What else is going mm-hmm.
1: on? Uh hopefully we can we're going to have like a Indian taco sale. Yep. Um and while you eat the Indian talk and anything we're going to have, um, a powwow demonstration. We're going to, his name's Troy rock. It's the rock family. They're very, very awesome people. You know, they go to the elementary schools and they teach about the powwow culture, you know, what each dance represents, you know, and there's one, I believe it's the grass dance, you know, the grass dance, they represent in a way, the prairies, you represent the grass, the wind in a way. Sure. Sure. And like, um, they they talk about that and the rock family you know tries and teaches how like what the dance symbolizes you know and like what do they mimic cuz usually we have the chicken dance they mim- mimic the prairie chicken you know it's just kind of things like that where it's like fancy dance is a repenta- representation of the wind you know and that's when they're going all fast and they're turning and everything
0: they're not just flailing around Mm-mm. no that's and actually like each, a, that's actually a representation of yeah. something and we have like particular. our traditional dancers and everything and through that
1: you know they also explain the songs they'll they'll explain the songs on like what the song means you know why are we dancing to the song you know it's kind of stuff like that so you get experience that while you're eating and indian taco which is pretty cool um
0: which are delicious oh they are so amazing yeah. yes <laughs> and, yeah um, i was down in the jemez this spring Hemes uh yeah. jemez pueblo
1: feast yeah i
0: have a family there that's the Bacas i wasn 't there for the feast, but I hit the you know they 've got those uh, those stalls along the roadway yeah. and you just pull over and get one and they 're uh-huh. huge mm-hmm. and then I got another one yeah.
1: <laughs> they're I mean, they 're very filling, yeah I mean I always after a good long run, you could easily eat like five or six of those, yeah and so totally. a piece of fry bread, you know, and then you got your uh, pinto or chili beans on top of it with um like lettuce, tomatoes, onions. Kind of that stuff,
0: but it's so good. Yeah, there's (laughs) there's some secret ingredient in there. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is, but yeah, cool. Well, it sounds like uh, that that could be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and another event as future,
1: we're trying to get it set up as a teepee setup. Um, Explain the symbolism and the significance of the teepee. Great, Uh, but yeah, that's the main events that we have planned right now. Awesome November week.
0: Well, if folks want to learn more about, you know, the Native American Student uh, Coalition, am I right there? Committee, Coalition, Council. Yeah, the C's always always (laughs) around. Native American Student Council. Um, How can they do so? Uh, Is there a website? Is there a regular meeting? Is there an email? We have
1: meetings every Thursday up at uh, the University Center at Western. Um, It's upstairs and close to the UC ballrooms. Is right next to the fireplace. Um, we meet there. We also have a Facebook page, WSCU Native American Student Council. Sure. Um, that Facebook page is very awesome. And then that's basically our main contact information for now. Um, and then when people want to really get involved and then I see them personally, we have this group GroupMe uh, chat kind of thing. It's an app, messaging app. And then that's where we, as a council, we like talk around with that.
0: That's strategy. Really, yeah. Yeah. What to do next? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, man, Timberland, thank you so much for coming in today. This was. Yes. Dude, thank I, you. I it feel was, like I learned a lot.
1: It's it's an honor, definitely, yeah. to
0: be up here. Well, before we uh, before we both jam out, do you have a song you can uh, you can fire off here, and maybe you could tell us just a little bit about it if you know anything about it?
1: Okay. I got one right here. <coughs>
0: I hear it. You can't, but I can. Yeah. Who is this?
1: This is a tribe called Red. It's a very, very recent um, song. Yes, it's yeah. the Holokai Nation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I decided to play this one. This one because it's a lot of the youth and everybody are really jamming out to this. They like this.
0: Yeah, and it kind of keeps them in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. We're gonna crank it. <laughs> All right, Timberland. Thank you for joining us today. Yes. Thank you.